Hi, it's Nick Brown, Editor-in-Chief of Archives of Disease and Childhood. Welcome to the November Atoms. Let's talk about 2020 vision. There's no doubt that trust is one immediately in some circumstances, and in young children is probably the default position. Usually, though, it has to be earned, and even when deserved, it isn't always granted. I wonder whether this process yes, I know, a clumsy word, but probably the best under the circumstances, has become slower, more attritional and more grudgingly acknowledged, a symbol maybe of societal changes that we can do little to directly influence. Taking this a step further, one spoke in the paediatric or any medical pathway is mutual visibility, surely a predictor of the point at which a family unmanacles itself of reservations. How long does it take for a mother to even anonymously disclose to researchers that every time she enters her home, she risks adding to her bruise count? How many online consultations does it take before a family feels sufficiently at ease to disinter the spectres in their history lurking stage left behind the velvet curtains? I rest my case, or maybe teasingly I'm only just hinting at it. Neglected global diseases. So no one's oblivious to the pernicious effects of intimate partner violence, but little is known about effect sizes, either on the mother or children. Previous cohort studies that have had the guts to examine this pervasive holoendemic disease might have underestimated the prevalence and effects by, for example, using only physical violence. Emotional control is, of course, more common. Using unidimensional measures the conflict tactic scale, for example, or by missing the opportunity for longer-term follow-up. That's why I admire Deirdre Gartland and colleagues' study of close to 700 maternal child diets in Melbourne, Australia, from the Maternal Health Study in children born between 2003 and 2005. Recruitment began during pregnancy with repeat assessments at 3, 6 and 12 months, then at 4 and at 10 years. Intimate partner violence was assessed with the composite abuse scale and child outcomes by the Strengths and Difficulties Questionnaire, the Development and Wellbeing Assessment, the DORBA, in short, the Spence Children's Anxiety Scale, the Vexler, NIH Picture Vocabulary Test and the Children's Communications Shortlist. In short, 13% of mothers of children at one year and 16% at 10 years reported some form of intimate partner violence. In total, about 25% of all the children had some exposure. Adjusted odds ratios for likely psychiatric diagnosis and emotional difficulties, DORBA and STQ, with respect to intimate partner violence at 2 and 1.9 respectively, were significant. Given the likely underreporting in such studies, the real effect is probably larger. A reflection of the dysfunctional parent-child relationships, this sort of abuse almost inevitably fosters ultimately. So what do we, and as paediatricians, do about it? Well, we ask. We ask in the same way that they have done in antenatal clinics for years. The line that, if there's anything you haven't already mentioned at home that you'd like to tell me, opens doors literally and metaphorically. Try it. Future, part one, distance consultation. 
The pandemic reinforced the need to revisit the traditional default of all follow-up visits needing to be in person, both from medical and family need angles. This was, all round, quite healthy. Three papers examine aspects of the evolution of and potential drawbacks to this seismic, and I don't think this is an exaggeration, shift towards telemedicine. Ronnie Chung's viewpoint looks at practicalities. What does an outpatient visit entail for a family? Okay, let's list a few. Time off work, lost income, days out of school, lost social contact, lessons and sports, a tedious gridlock drive through the drizzle with the inherent carbon footprint, the search for the elusive car parking spot which is pounced on by another vehicle. Of course, contact is important, but the value of physical proximity surely needs to be weighed up. The default surely being, is there a reason for the next visit not to be online? And what does the child think? Taking a slightly different angle, the notion that mobile phones are wonderful because they enable parents to instantly send images to their children's paediatricians is, to some extent, justified. It predates even that hazy, carefree era before December 2019. It is, though, riddled with some unexpected potholes. Potholes are navigable, but potholes nonetheless. These relate not only to security, but also to the tacit transfer of responsibility to act on the particularly unsolicited clinical picture sent by a parent. Mahmoud Motaweh and colleagues' thoughts on their use and implications, even in the face of highly secure NHS mechanisms in the context of paediatric surgery, lend some context, but not cold water, to the wave of enthusiasm. And the issues don't just stop there, as Robert Wheeler's clinical law series piece articulately demonstrates. The reality is that a video call, whether as part of a legal assessment or otherwise, simply can't, or can't at present, replicate the sixth sense one gets, subtleties of movement, parental eye contact, signs of neglect, but being in the same room can. This isn't always necessary, of course, but the court precedence, when this has been challenged, shows that there are times that it is. The Future Part 2 Robots So maybe it uncovers the nascent techno-luddite in me, but the mention of robots as the future has generally tasted to make me shudder. The notion of robot as anxiolytic, a dismissive, hmm, what's wrong with a hug or slug of midazolam or nitrous oxide? I think, though, I'm starting to change my mind, at least a little bit. In no small part, the result of Brenda Littler and colleagues' narrative systematic review on the use of social robots in distress alleviation in children. Some of these, ironically, were real teddy bears themselves. So I think we've gone full circle here. Hope you enjoy these and all the other articles. Be sure to check out the website, adc.bmj.com as well. And I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.